Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be cloudy today. Uh, maybe a little bit of precipitation. I even said that word without screwing it up. You did a good job. Precipitation. Uh, and a high of 41 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 40. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I hate to break it to you, but the uh, the NFL playoffs are going to go on without the Patriots this year. Well, what are you what are you going to do, right? There's nothing to do except either watch the uh, playoffs from home without the Patriots in it, or find something else to do. We should bring Tom Brady back for a day. Maybe he'll get us into the playoffs. It's too late now. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We'll be talking to uh, Scott Cohen after 7 o'clock to talk about that and some other things, too. And there's other stuff, too. There's lots of stuff to talk about. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? When will it switch to freezing rain? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in Pearl Jam. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. I'm in the wrong business. (laughs) <laughs> Both are. The Stranger Things uh, cast got a substantial raise for the fifth and final f- season. Winona Ryder and David Harbour will make $9.5 million, and the original kid actors will get over $7 million. Millie Bobby Brown probably makes the most due to a special deal with Netflix that includes other projects. Are you kidding me? $7 million <sighs> to be in a show? You know what? There are times when I am so angry at my parents Mm -hmm. for not exploiting me from financial gain. I really wish they did. Yeah, I really wish they had uh, shoved me into that world of kid acting where uh, you become an adult at the age of 11 and you start drinking alcohol and doing speed in the dressing room with Screech. When you frame it that way, it sounds bad, (laughs) especially the Screech part. But, you know, when you also mention $7 million for one season of work. I know kind of hard to you know poo poo any of that but it's kind of hard to not see that go wrong for at least one of them oh yeah no one of them is gonna one of them is gonna be like the dana plato of the next century right right yes the the very the, the very stranger thing that came from the show was one of the actors that couldn't handle the fact that he had seven million dollars in his yeah. pocket was blowing it on hookers and blow every week well look at adam rich you see that story no Remember Adam Rich from Eight is Enough? Yeah. He died over the weekend at the age of 54. I didn't see that. Yes. Apparently, 54 was enough. I was going to say, that was, uh, now it's only seven is enough. Yeah, well, I know. Actually, I think there's a couple others that have passed Yeah, I was going to say, him. I think they're down to four now. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, either way. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Why? It's weird how you hear about one celebrity death, but you don't hear about another. I would think Adam Rich would have been a top story. Didn't even know that. What about Buddy Rich? Never would have made it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Avatar The Way of Water has been successful enough to warrant James Cameron making the fourth and fifth installments. Oh, my God. Part three has already been shot. He says, quote, I know what I'm going to be doing the next six or seven years. Yeah. Cash and checks. 
cashing checks and working your ass off. I mean, well, how, how, how much do you have to work once you once you made something like that successful? It would be nice to see James Cameron learn a lesson from the Police Academy franchise. The first three were fantastic, but the next 15 were not so good. You know, you say that, but then they got... How many of these Marvel comic movies they got out there? Yeah, but it's a different story every time with different characters and, and plot lines. Some of them are. Some. Some of them are like three films, and then, you know, okay. but they're all connected somehow. But how many Avatar... How many different looks at Avatar are really valid? Well, maybe that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to become this George uh, Lucas-type person where, you know, everybody, uh, like a uh, Star Wars kind of thing, where Jesus. everybody uh, is into James Cameron's stuff. Mm. Steven Spielberg revealed that he's never been high. He's He was asked which of Seth Rogen's stoner movies he likes, and he said, quote, Well, having never been stoned, I don't see them as stoner movies. He must be a really boring person. Never? He's got a wild imagination, yeah, but he doesn't. He probably doesn't have time. Yeah, that's true. He's probably he's always working. He's always busy. He never has time to like, you know, sit back with a like a whole thing of shots and a bag of weed. Yeah, never has the time to do that. Uh, last year, Corey Feldman auctioned off the prosthetic ear he wore in the 1986 classic Stand by Me, and the winning bidder was Jordan Peele. He says, uh, "Quote." In saying it out loud, I realize how creepy it was. That's not the thing you should share. How much did he spend? Uh, I don't. It doesn't say how much he he bought it for. See, that would be the most interesting part. How much did you spend on the fake ear? The fact that you spent any money at all on Corey Feldman memorabilia says something about the person buying the Corey Feldman. Memorabilia. Is it Corey Feldman memorabilia or is it uh, the iconic movie memorabilia? It just happened to be that he was one of the characters that was wearing that prosthetic ear because he had I bad have, hearing. I would have bought memorabilia from any other actor in that film. Hey, you know what? I just clicked on this. Adam Rich from the 70s and 80s family drama Eight is Enough was found dead in his Los Angeles home on Saturday. He was only 54 years old. As it turns out, yeah. 54 was enough. Ah, yeah. Yeah, right. That's a callback joke or just That's a exactly repeat? what it is. Yeah. I just want to make sure everybody understood it. Adam battled addiction and mental illness for several years. There's no word on the cause of death. But they like to throw that in there to make you speculate what you think could be the cause of death. Yeah, so... So you could Perhaps. concoct some sort of mystery. Perhaps his mental illness led to the drug use that killed him. See, that's the speculation that they just throw in there. Oh, I didn't know he died. Yeah, well, he's been... It's it's like seeing somebody on the street that you haven't seen in a while. Oh, yeah, he was, he was struggling with uh, pills and booze for a mm -hmm. long time. Mm -hmm. uh, Lizzo is tired of people commenting on artist bodies. She says, quote, I wish that hate comments costed y'all money... So we could see how much time we are effing wasting on the wrong thing. You sing it, sister. Well. She's she, body positive. Well, she don't care. She she doesn't really care. No. She's, she's just. And she's making a ton of money doing it. Yes. By not caring. That's the way to do it. You, you know, and I should stop caring about our weight. No, no, no. I don't care about anything. And I. There's nothing successful coming in. <laughs> there's no financial reward coming right, your way. Yeah, where's my bonus? Where's maybe I should play a flute on stage that you was should. last played by Andrew Jackson or something like that. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Carrie Underwood walked in on her three-year-old Jake working out on one of her old exercise videos. Quote, the boys found one of my old Tybo TV DVD, t- DVDs in a box of things, and Jake thought he'd have himself a little morning workout. I may soon have myself a gym, buddy. Wow. Nice to see those videos getting some work. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, other than the discount rack at Walmart for a buck. <laughs> Uh, and video has resurfaced from 2018 where Kourtney Kardashian tells Kim Kardashian that she's fat. Really? Very toxic comments. She just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had anything that toxic was when Ray J gave me crotch vampires from the lizard bag in that sex tape you can purchase on Newborn for $39.95. Where did I put my lizard bag? It's it was little, here a minute ago. It's a little scaly. <laughs> and uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put the stilton sword in the bearded haddock. Her clap flaps look like a manatee in yoga pants. <laughs> what are you trying to say? By the time I was done, it looked like the bathroom door in The Shining. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just had to give you a couple of seconds yeah, to picture just try, that. Yeah, just try to put the visual in your head for a little bit. You go, you younger kids, go look that up on YouTube. <laughs> and that's Hollywood T-Rash on Rock 102. I have. It's a new year. Are you ready for a fresh start? Happy New Year from all of us at Gary Rome Hyundai. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Power Tool Headquarters, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Chargers, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Chiefs, Bengals, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Eagles, even the Jaguars are all in the playoffs. Now, if you notice, that's a lot of teams. However, that list fails to include a couple of other teams, one of which I'd rather not talk about. The other one happens to be the New England Patriots. Yesterday, the Patriots had to do only one thing, and that was to not lose to the Buffalo Bills. And unfortunately, due to several unfortunate breakdowns and their ineffectiveness to stop a guy from running kickoffs into the end zone, the Patriots will be watching the playoffs like the rest of us, in front of a TV at home. Now, I know how you feel. You feel disappointed, saddened, as though you've been cheated by the unattainability of postseason play. I get all that. I truly do. But no team gets to go to the playoffs every year. Sometimes, whether you like it or not, you really need a break from that sort of thing. This year happens to be that year. Now, last year, the Patriots made the playoffs, and they got blown out by the Bills 47-17. Is that really what you wanted? Of course not. It's time for a break. The good news is the Patriots haven't missed the playoffs two years in a row in 23 years. I once remember a time when the Patriots didn't see a playoff game for seven straight years, from 1986 to 1993. And from 1964 until 1976, they had to make the playoffs for 12 straight years. And you want to feel bad about what happened yesterday? Listen, the 1972 Patriots would have been happy to have lost by the Buffalo Bills by only 12 points in the final game of the season. The Patriots of 75, 81, 90, 92, and 93 would have been happy to pull up by 12 points on anybody. Never mind a game that would have given them a snowball's chance in hell of making the playoffs. Instead, those teams want a big bag of jack squat. Think what I'm trying to tell you is this. There's always next season, and that Bill Belichick has never had two losing seasons in 30 years. I think we'll be okay. Things suck now, but I'm pretty sure they won't suck in back-to-back seasons.
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You gotta be, gotta be tough. Living on the streets, getting kicked by smart-ass teenagers, clipping, getting clipped by passing cars. Well, the 32-gallon Ace Trash Can can take it. It's tough. And only 23 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Trash bags on sale, too. Stock up now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Led Zeppelin. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sort of sunny maybe later on this afternoon with a high of 41. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 40. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I was uh, I was thinking the other day. You shouldn't if, be thinking about anything. I know that, but you know, sometimes it just accidentally happens. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have a thought, trip over it, and keep rustling around with it for a while. And this was uh, one of those moments where... I thought if this radio thing doesn't work out, mm-hmm. and as you know, things can change at the drop of a hat, that uh, it wouldn't be the craziest idea for me to consider going into a totally different uh, industry and, and and specifically working at one place. Right. I saw this TikTok video the other day where uh, this young woman claims that uh, as a... Waitress at Hooters in Florida, she's grabbing about $300 in tips for an eight-hour shift per day. Okay. Now, granted, I would probably not be the most attractive Hooters, Hooters waitress in the building. Pretty sure that uh, that the uniform itself might look like a sausage casing more than anything enticing. But if you, uh, if you take $300 a day, five-day work week, working 52 hours, I mean, 52 weeks a year. Yeah. It works out to be about $78,000 a year. I think I could live on $78,000 a year. I think I could find a way to you know, to, to pay some bills with that. Yeah. All I have to do is squeeze into some orange shorts and wear a half shirt and give you some wings, and that should be just about enough. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out for you. Are but, you sure? But you know what will work out for you if you just went into the business of celebrity bartending? It's Bax's Celebrity Bartending on the go. Think about how much <sighs> money you make in a two-hour slot whenever you're doing one of those things. Yeah. You, you come up with uh, at least 1500 bucks in a two-hour time. That's $750 yeah. an hour. Yeah, but I find that celebrity bartending tends to go better if there's some sort of charity attached to it. Like, well, I can't be yeah, my own charity. Yeah, but you do. Like, listen, all these all these places like the Red Cross and the American Cancer Society, they bill themselves as nonprofit. That doesn't mean they're not making any money. Right. Because they make enough money to pay, uh, you know, a director six figures to, to, to do that. Well, everybody's got their operational costs. That's all you need to do is come up with an organization. You just need to get what your 501C and it's Bax's bartending. Bax's bartending bonanza. And you go around and you raise money for whatever charity, but you take 85% of the take Ooh. for expenses. Yeah, no one at the bar is going to ask me what the operational expenses are. And I could and I, and I could see myself going like from table to table with a bucket you know, and a muddle, you know, just whacking on the, uh, on the bucket like I normally do, and say, hey, how about a few extra bucks for the charity tonight? Yeah. And yeah. if they say, what charity? And I could probably talk my way around it. 
Well, like, think, it's a charity that's helping people tonight. Think about any charity you've ever heard of. At the end of the year, they always got to buy some stuff to finish up the money that they collected all year long. Yes. You could be doing that. You could buy yourself, hey, look, I needed a brand new Lexus to be driving around in order to get to these fundraiser things. And then you buy yourself a, a driver. A, dr- a chauffeur to make you make sure you safely get to those places. I'm on to something here, Banks. See, when you said driver, I was thinking like Callaway or something like that. You know, that's something uh, that, that would help me you know, gain a few yards from my swing. You could do that because you're going to be at a lot of golf tournaments. You know, I was uh, I was thinking uh, just the other day that, you know, when Marty Caproni and I did the one together, mm-hmm. it was for like, I, it was like for like, like a, uh, it was like it wasn't it wasn't even a charity. I think it was for like a scholarship fund yeah. that was put together by a bunch of Hamden County attorneys. Ooh, I mean that didn't even sound like a real. That charity. doesn't sound like a real thing at all. I mean, I'm asking a bunch of I'm asking a bunch of lawyers to cough up money. <laughs> That's actually hilarious because it was four lawyers. Oh yeah, and I and I totally shook down. Uh, Mary Hurley, uh, Judge Mary Hurley. She was sitting at the bar, and I like I was going to her like every five minutes because I knew she'd be good for a few bucks. That sounds like a scam. What lawyer would give another lawyer money? <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah, but they would be willing to give some guy with a bucket <laughs> money. money. I yeah, gotcha. they were able to do it that way. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe that that's not a bad idea. But again, if if I fell on hard times, why couldn't I be a like a Hooters waiter? You know, I don't understand why they do stories like that. I mean, this woman is now bringing herself to the forefront, telling everybody she makes $300 a shift. How much of that is she reporting to the IRS? And then does that red flag you for a, for an audit to well, make I, sure that you're telling the truth when you do your tax returns? Well, I think you have to hope that the IRS does not scroll through TikTok videos on their f- spare time. But, uh, you know, there's some people that uh, will actually... You know, apparently they'll tip like on uh, on the cash app. Mm-hmm. They'll give her extra cash on cash app. And they'll, you know, the thing about Hooters that I find to be true yeah. is that dudes will typically tip higher if they think they've got a chance at the waitress. You know what? I, I, which, I, and they never, ever do, which is the which is the ironic part about it. I don't have a problem with Hooters at all. It's just. Because you brought you you bring you brought up something that just kind of triggered me to say this, the idea of having your eleven or twelve year old's birthday party at a Hooters is not a good idea. Like I don't know, <clears throat> it would not be my first it's choice. It's not ideal, but yet it happens. It's not illegal. It's not uh, you know you're not breaking any laws because it's a it's a family restaurant, right? <clears throat> but uh, how do you feel about yourself when you do that? I told you years ago when Hooters first opened up in Springfield, it was the old Spaghetti Freddy's on uh, on Congress Street. Yeah, that we were there. What were we there? For? We were the, we. Were, I think we were there for a wing eating contest. Okay, so we had like one side of the building, and on the other side of the building was a baby shower. Ah, which I think is also kind of perverse because a baby shower is typically a female-driven event. That's if somebody, I'm not mistaken. That's somebody's husband who was put in charge of booking the baby shower. Yeah, we need we need a yeah. room for the baby shower. Okay. Hey, I got Hooters. They don't charge you anything for the room. You just got to buy wings. That's it, hon. Yeah. That's all. We and just, the baby's coming. We just got to spend at least three hundred dollars in wings, and we get the room for free. <laughs> Can't beat that. Yeah, 
So, no, I agree with you. It's, it's really not the best place for a child's birthday or, yeah. you know, something in anticipation. Like a like a wedding shower wouldn't be a, a, where I would – Hooters would not be my first choice. You know, uh, and, and again, nothing against Hooters, but I'm, I'm getting to the, the point in my life where I would rather go get wings that taste good somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then have yeah, the eye, then have yeah, the eye candy yeah. walking around looking. Yeah, you know no, what I, mean? I, I, I got you. Uh, I mean, I'm, it's I'm not, just my preference. I, I'm, I'm just my preference. I'm not saying anything about, bad about you know. No, no. I mean, you 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 want quality rather than just ambiance. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with ambiance. But I'm with, I'm like that way at any restaurant though. Yeah. I'd rather have good food uh, rather than just a nice place to eat it. Yeah. I like I like a like a broody chick with lots of tattoos giving me wings. Those are the best. Do <laughs> you ever go to one of those restaurants? They have them in. Uh, I went to one in Chicago, but I think they're like in Boston too, where it's the uh, the waitress. You, you, it's kind of like a theme restaurant. Oh, Dick's Last Resort. Dick's Last Resort yeah, at yeah. DeBevix in in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically a restaurant where the where you're basically paying for the waitress to abuse the living snot out of you yeah yeah I, my buddy and i went there years ago yeah uh, probably about 20 years ago now and the guy we were all like <laughs> you know the guy's yelling th- not yelling but he was very curt and then they when they bring the food to your table they hit the guy had his finger shoved inside your french fries yeah 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 his thumb yeah it's totally obnoxious but you know, there's something kind of uh you know that ambiance is kind of cool you know because you're you're basically paying for a for a show, even if someone's finger is in your food. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't heard from like a like a rogue Karen in the wild complaining about that restaurant. Can you <laughs> believe what they they told me to get the hell out of there? I've never been so insulted, insulted in, in my, my life. life. Yeah, I won't be. I won't be uh, giving any texts on Cash App tonight. So, uh, yeah, three yeah. uh, hundred all... bucks a day. Uh, come on. You could do it. You could sling it. I don't know. I, uh, it's something to consider. You know, I'm always trying to figure out what would happen uh, if uh, if this empire suddenly crumbled. Which it could. Which it nearly yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> and it could very well be. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Charlie Epstein. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny uh, eventually later on today with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. But we're about a half hour away from a dark cloud coming in here with uh, Scott Cohen. Uh, I know people are upset about the Patriots uh, not making the playoffs. I'm sure Scott Zolak is happy about an early vacation. But you know what? Uh, We'll talk about it with Scott you know, they've, the Patriots have never had two losing seasons in 23 years. So it, it's going to be fine. We'll get through it. I'll, I'll be here to help you guide your way to acceptance and the other stages of of, uh, of grief. Oh, is that how you're, you're going to be the, uh, the consoler? You're yeah, be I'll, be, the... I'll be happy to, to, to carry some of that, shoulder some of that. You know, there's, there's, there's the denial, there's... The anger, the bargaining, the acceptance. There's one other in there too. All of those things. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll get there, and and it'll start in about a half hour with Scott Cohen. A half hour with Scott Cohen. Yeah. 
A little uh, bit more. We're going to spend a half hour with Scott Cohen, or is he going to be here in a half hour? No, he's going to be here. And, oh God, we can't afford to spend a full half hour with that guy. No, uh, it'll be about uh, 35, 40 minutes before we actually talk to him. All right. All right. All right. You ready? Yes. Right. Oh, uh, oh, 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 that's right. I forgot. Yeah, we have a new feature. It's yes. a It's a new old feature called the joke of the day. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I was just making a joke, son. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Well, why don't you tell me your joke, son? I don't think you think it's funny, sir. On Rock 102. <laughs> How do you know? I got a hell of a sense of humor. Springfield's classic rock. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, just mind you, I mean, it's the first day that we're doing this. After not doing it for a long, 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 long time, and it doesn't have that booyah thing at the end of it, it's not the same. Yeah, I know, I get it, but but you know, hopefully you're coming out, you know, swinging it with something funny. All right, you ready? I'm ready. A dog walks into a bar with a with one leg bandaged up. Okay. And he says to the bartender, "I'm looking for the man who shot my paw." Get it? Let me just explain something to you. This is why this is funny. You see, the dog yeah, yeah. is like from the Old West. Yes. So, of course, he goes into a saloon and he peers those doors open and he walks in like he's uh, some kind of like uh, like Clint Eastwood yeah, or yeah, yeah. John Wayne or something. Right. And, of course, you know, back in, back in those days... Uh, a lot of dads got shot. There was like a really epidemic of like all of these uh, dads yes. getting shot. So most cowboys, when they would walk into a saloon, would spin out their chewing tobacco in that little spittoon thing. Right. And then say, I'm looking for the gentleman who shot my paw. But because the dog is talking about his leg, which is also called a paw, it's a play on words. So the dog says, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. And that's why it's hilarious. And that's why we call this the joke of the day. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. It's 630 on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 634. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Fire Department was sent to 10 Prospect Terrace for a house fire this morning. According to the fire department, the uh, fire has been put out and there are no reported injuries. Four people, though, are now without a home due to that fire and are being assisted by the Red Cross. The arson and bomb squad determined that the cause of the fire was an electrical malfunction. And just... 15 days after Christmas. It doesn't matter when you have that. It's, not, it's never a good time for that. Nope. Uh, a pedestrian was hit last night on I-391 North in Chicopee at about 11 p.m. on, uh, I'm sorry, this was posted yesterday, but referring to Saturday. So it was Saturday night at about 11 p.m. Chicopee police were called out to uh, I-391 on the on-ramp at Groton Street for a pedestrian who was hit by a car. Mass State Police said the pedestrian's injuries required medical attention, and the pedestrian was immediately taken to Bay State in Springfield at about uh, 1 p.m., 1 a.m., you mean? The uh, ramp was reopened. Uh, Why was somebody walking on that thing? Well, come on. It's Chicopee. I want to get, I mean, get from one end of the city to the next. You got to go on the highway to get off at the exit. Yeah, but there's usually ways uh, <laughs> around it, so you don't actually have to walk onto the highway. I, you know, when uh, when Barry Krieger used to go uh, from West Springfield to Chicopee, the 22 News, he would actually fly there in his hang glider, yet follow all the highways to get there. 
That's what makes Barry so damn yeah, special from top come, to bottom. Yeah, he'd come down uh, on Route 5 in West Springfield, get up onto 91, go down to 391, go all that way, and then mm-hmm. he'd be right there. He, he wouldn't do the, the by the by the way the crow flies. You know, a younger Barry didn't even need the glider. No, he, he didn't. He would just float from Agawam. Well, sometimes all when, the way to Chickabee. Sometimes when you get older. Uh, yeah, no, happens. I understand. Uh, let's see. Uh, a longtime community leader in Springfield has passed away. Former city councilor uh, Clodo Concepcion has died, according to a news release from Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno. Concepcion uh, came to America from Cuba uh, with very little when he was young. Concepcion dedicated much of his life to bettering the Springfield community. He spent seven year, se- several years fighting for the rehabilitation of what is now the Clodo Concepcion Community Center on Parker Street. Uh, Mayor Sarno stated, first of all, my wife Carla and I are so uh, very sorry to hear about the passing of our dear friend and former city councilor, Clodo Concepcion. We send our sympathy, thoughts, and prayers and encouragement to his wife, Teresa, daughters, family, and friends. And he goes on. He's, of course, yeah. in true Dom Sarno fashion, uh, says some very nice thing. Information about uh, funeral services has not yet been released at this time. He was uh, known as Mr. 16 Acres. And he lived there, too. Wow. <laughs> He was Mr. 16 Acres. Yeah, that's the, you, you can't just pack up and move to Pine Point if you're Mr. 16 Acres. Yeah, it's going to be hard. That is hard to do. Yeah. When you've been labeled something that is like a local label. Yeah, like if you were named like Mr. Springfield, and I don't even know who that would be. I don't know. But let's say your nickname was Mr. Springfield. You can't very well go and pack up your bags and move to Vernon. Listen, Mr. Boston's been in Huntington, Russell, all of those hill towns. He still calls himself Mr. Boston, though, doesn't he? That's true. And at the end of the night, he's still going into a toilet. Uh, the husband of the missing 39-year-old mother from Cohasset has been arrested. Arrested. Uh, 46-year-old Brian Walsh has been arrested and charged with misleading a police investigation. Walsh was reported missing Wednesday by her husband. Uh, police were back at his residence uh, yesterday morning after concluding their search at the family home just uh, two days prior. Several children were seen leaving the residence earlier that day with uh, police cars lining the street. The Coasa Police Department saying just yesterday the ground search will not resume unless police develop new information so that uh, that so warrants it. And Walsh was last seen at her home on New Year's Day, set to take a ride share to Logan Airport and then board a plane to D.C. on a work-related trip. Investigators confirmed she never boarded the plane, could not confirm uh, whether or not she got into a ride share service. There you go. Mm, interesting. Uh, Longmeadow firefighters were dispatched to Dunn Road. Dun, dun, dun. Is that why they did that? I I don't think so. For a reported building fire Saturday night, on arrival, crews found an attached garage fully engulfed in vehicles on fire. They also encountered a propane tank on, on fire, which exploded shortly after they arrived. That had to have been crazy. Yes. The propane tank. Kind of like a like out of a lethal weapon movie. The propane tank explodes. This is um this is one of those uh, if I'm not mistaken this is one of, one of those streets like right next to the river. I uh, think. Yeah, I'm Dunn not Road. sure. But uh, this is like one of these propane tanks that was like outside the house. Yeah. Whew, that kind of caused a huge problem. The uh, home uh, suffered extensive heat and water damage. The family dog Bruin was briefly missing after the fire, but was then located on Sunday. All the residents of the home escaped safely. One firefighter and resident was evaluated at the scene for heat exhaustion. The cause of the fire was determined to be accidental. Really? Where was the dog the entire time? Oh, you're going to blame the dog? Okay, well, the dog's missing. 
presumably he would be inside the house, and then you find him a day later. Yeah. Well, I'm he unscathed. So you're going to blame him as the as the primary suspect? Well, wouldn't you? The dog? How's he going to start a fire? Well, he's got paws. He's got the little stick, and he rubs them together, and then uh, that's how that's how that works. What's out. he going to do that without opposable thumbs? Eh, listen, dogs are smarter than than you think. You know what we're gonna we're gonna talk about and now. Hear this: we talk about uh, animals, smart animals. I watched a, a Mr. Ed episode yesterday. Oh, the talking horse. Yes, yes. And it was uh, the Mr. Ed backed by uh, the U.S. Treasury Department, where the entire episode was dedicated to informing the viewers about U.S. savings bonds. You know, I have always thought that the best way to make informed financial decisions would be to listen to a horse. Um, well, uh, you'll find out in the episode that they do not sell U.S. savings bonds to horses, which is to the chagrin of Mr. Ed. I'm sure it was. I'm yeah, sure he was very upset about yes, that. Yes, because otherwise he probably would have looked like a horse's ass. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point of the show. Yes, no, I understand. Uh, if you're calling to work sick, you can't let your boss catch you out having fun. You know what I mean? Like if I were to call and say, hey, uh, sorry, I can't come to work today. And then, uh, you know, you see me down at the casino, uh, playing roulette. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if my boss sees me at the casino playing uh, roulette, can I say to my boss, what are you doing at the casino watching me play uh, uh, roulette? Well, he's the boss. He could easily say, well, I'm here to do business with uh, the folks at MGM. Oh, really? Yeah. Suppose you have no real business at MGM. Uh, this is and M- you, too, are also skipping work. This is MGM Las Vegas, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> As if he followed you all the way out there. <laughs> a 24-year-old named uh, Denisha Holiday uh, texted her boss at a family dollar store in Memphis last month, and she said she was too sick to come in, which is something she does a lot, apparently. She told her boss that she was calling in sick too much and responded by removing her from the schedule completely. And Denisha uh, countered by showing up at the store and pulling a gun. She wasn't that sick. <laughs> Define sickness. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. Kind of, what kind of sickness are we talking about? According, this, this, is, this is more than the sniffles. According to police, she waved the gun around while customers and other employees were there. Luckily, she didn't fire any shots. While she was being es- escorted out, she threatened to shoot up the boss's car. She also grabbed a stapler and threw it at them. All of this happened on December 27th, but she just got arrested this past Thursday. She's facing charges of aggravated assault and reckless endangerment. With a deadly weapon. You got the balls to take me <laughs> off the schedule? I was supposed to call in tomorrow, and now I can't even do that. Let me take you off the schedule. I always you know, wonder how people, people who are like habitually late, like by 45 minutes all the time, yet yeah. they get to continue to keep their job. I don't understand how that works. <sighs> Maybe it, I, you know, I don't know either. You know, I've I've always tried to be on time. Well, I'm always late. Yeah, but I mean, I can I can uh, accept that because one, you live like ten thousand miles away. Two, you got little kids in the house. You know, it's like uh, I I can I can I can I can pass that. But you're not late. Like late would be you're showing up at seven o'clock in the morning or or walking in four minutes into the Hollywood trash that started. Yes. Exactly. Can you imagine that? Because you leave the room 
all the time. That would just be rude. Can you imagine somebody just working leave, under those kinds of conditions, leaving the room and Can't imagine. walking in in the middle of a middle of a segment? <laughs> God. Not in this day and age. Jeez, who would do something like that? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG Inks, Screen Prince Classic Rock at 651 in Bad Company with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, somewhat sunny today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40 as well. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll talk about the Patriots, talk about the Bruins, maybe a couple of other things, but for the most part, that'll be it. So I'm on uh, Reddit yesterday, like I usually am. Yeah. And I get him in the uh, the Massachusetts uh, subreddit, and I see this picture from the town of Palmer, being posted (laughs) and uh i had to go check this out for myself if this was real and uh sure enough it is it's the palmer massachusetts website and if you click at the top of the menu where it's uh, and it click residence right yeah just click that that word residence this picture pop pops up and it says welcome to palmer new resident information and the picture above it is a picture of a family at first glance, and then when you look at the picture, you go, wait a minute, that's Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and Adam Driver, which then I just realized is a meme that was put out <laughs> years ago that has Adam Driver torn off the picture with that family that says growing up solo. You see, because Han Solo right. and Princess Leia uh, were the f- mother and father of Adam Driver. Right. So In the movie. But okay, so that that explains the meme part. But yeah. why is it up on the Palmer Mass website? <laughs> to the best, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, uh, n- neither one of them have ever lived in Palmer. Listen, you know, Carrie Fisher it, never lived here. Uh, Harrison Ford, I yeah. he may have driven through to visit his kid at Harris College, but I don't believe they've ever been to Palmer. You don't think uh, Harrison Ford was messing around on the train tracks with Kylo Ren drinking Natty Daddies and one of them got their leg cut off by a train? You, you know, don't think you that- know, the family went bowling at the Diamond Lanes after yeah. having some Chinese food across the street? No, I don't think that happened. You don't think Carrie Fisher has a no trespass order from the Palmer School District? <laughs> because... Jabba the Hutt was let was not letting anybody in the building under that reign of terror. I, I really don't know, but I could see Jabba the Hutt going to like say the steaming tender Sunday lunch bu- you know, breakfast buffet. Man, a- like the Pomeriba. They get waffles. <laughs> I'm still more concerned about Carrie Fisher being barred from the Palmer School District. <laughs> She's not allowed to go there anymore. Yeah. I, just, I don't understand. I, I guess it's uh, maybe whoever, maybe they put some like young kid in charge of of doing the website. Yeah, probably. and all these old people don't even realize that that's what that is. They probably think, oh, this must be a young family from from town. Well, because it does. Whoever put that meme together, it does look like a very like a normal family at first glance until you realize that's Harrison Ford. Carrie Fisher and Adam Driver. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a childhood picture of of Adam Driver, which is really kind of strange. But 
That's very clearly photoshopped. Yeah, but that was the point. The yes. point is that they were the parents and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I just don't know why they're on the Palmer website. Yeah, go, go figure. I didn't even know Palmer had a website. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine what business I would have to go onto the Palmer website. Th- because, you know, and then now thinking about it, that just looks like, you remember when uh, the internet first came around and there was like websites where you could make your own website? <laughs> yeah. And you just put in the information and the thing kind of aggregates it for you? That's what that looks like. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll just take these stock photos we found on the internet and make a website. Yeah. yeah I'll be damned. Can't do that. <laughs> Again, they've never actually been to Palmer. You don't know that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if we were to contact Carrie Fisher right now, and good luck with that, uh, she would probably not confirm her residency. You don't think her spirit's flying around at the Magic Lantern? No, I don't. (laughs) You don't think she dressed up for Princess Leia night? No, I don't think think that's the case. All right, you never know. It's just about 6.56 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember back in 2008 when the Boston Bruins signed Blake Wheeler as a free agent that he was unable to, uh, after he was unable to agree to terms with the Phoenix Coyotes? Me neither. But back then, he was a fine free agent pickup until they traded him to the Atlanta Thrashers for... Boris Valovic and Rich Peverly three years later. Why am I bringing this up? Because the story of Blake Wheeler is, in my mind, a fascinating one, and one that I believe should be discussed amongst all of us. As you know, hockey is a vicious, savage, and violent sport. It is the stuff that makes hockey so much damn fun to watch. And as such, due to its physical, grueling nature, it's always encouraging when a player can return from a catastrophic injury to play on the ice once again, even if the nature of that injury is horrifying. On Friday night, Blake Wheeler, who now plays for the Winnipeg Jets, returned from suffering an injury last month, an injury whose specific nature was not fully disclosed until his return just days ago. According to reports, on December 15th, as the Jets were facing the Nashville Predators, Blake Wheeler was struck by a puck that hit him in a specifically sensitive area of his lower abdominal region. For the next nine games, Blake was unable to play, having ruptured a testicle. Not only did he rupture a testicle, the injury did not come from one of the Predators. It came from an inadvertent shot from one of his own teammates, defenseman Josh Morrissey. Folks, if I were hit in the testicle with a hockey puck, and that hockey puck was hit at such a rate that it would cause my testicle to rupture. I wouldn't be sitting out for the next nine games. That sort of thing would immediately end my hockey career. You see, I only have so many testicles to spare. And frankly, when it comes to sacrificing one for the team, then that team can kiss my ass. Nothing is worth putting those things on the line. And nothing is so much fun that I would be willing to do it all over again. No, sir, I would retire from hockey the very moment the word rupture would have left my doctor's mouth. Because if you think I'm going back in the ice, then you're nuts, both literally and figuratively. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ah, home sweet home. Clutter, garbage, grime, get rid of it. Go to Rocky's. Cleaning supplies are on sale. Trash bags, trash cans, storage totes, shelving, they're all on sale. You'll clean up with your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware.
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39, 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Try not to screw this up. Scott Cohen is brought to you by New England Orthopedic Surgeons, the only subspecialized comprehensive orthopedic surgical practice in western Massachusetts. Oh, my. Yes. Well, you didn't screw that up. He'll screw this up all by himself. Yes, he will. <laughs> Scott Cohen, good yeah. to see you. I heard you guys talking about me earlier. Just not, just remember, man, it doesn't. I don't care what you say about me as long as you're talking about me. Well, you know, the thing is, it's it's nothing we wouldn't say right to your smug it's little face. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've done it before. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are equal opportunity offenders. But I haven't. Uh, we haven't been together in a while because of the holidays. So, and, uh, there's a, and that's okay. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> it's okay to take a break every It's once okay in a while. to take yeah. a little break. Yeah. Yeah, like, listen, there's expiration dates on every relationship. There is. There uh, is. All right, so listen, I know uh, we're going to talk football yeah. because that's obviously that's job one. But uh, one thing that we don't talk, we have not spoken a lot about um, are the, the Bruins. All right, so I, I, I want to talk about that. I agree. This is um, what's what's going on with that team right now is th- this is it's it's of epic proportions historical you're talking about historical markers with these guys they are they're so good and they're playing so well and they're just it's like you know you sit there it's almost like you're you're just waiting for them to lose and they don't last night you know they're they have one more game out west against seattle on thursday they've played three games out west so far they're three for three they outscored uh, the opposition like 16 to 4 16 to 5 well, they something won seven like to one yesterday they won, and and, and just like they won seven to one last night last on the, on the road i mean you, you just don't do that last week i read a stati- i even reported on this statistic to show you how historically unbelievable uh this season has gone this is the they won 30 games faster than any other team since 1944 right right in 38 games in the season now 39 or 40 whatever it's been to have gotten that many wins right. in such a few amount of games it's it's never happened before and then before that it was like the 1929 Bruins exactly who did it so this exactly. is this is not just an aberration this is of of historical proportions is what you're seeing here yeah they've won more regular season games than any team since 1972 and they've won more than anyone since 2011 too so they they do this stuff pretty consistently they're just doing it better now which would be comforting for Jack Edwards and less committed Bruins fans if not for the fact that since 2003 only two President's Trophy winners have gotten a parade, What's while five have been upset. What's the President's Trophy? The trophy that they give uh, from the, the president, the, the president of the, of the you know, he's, Bruins. He's just one bad jacket away from being Don Cherry. Exactly. All right. So, so the so the, the so the President's Cup is given to the team that scores yeah. the most points during the regular season. But that's, yeah, I knew that. I, do, I was that, telling you that I, outside. I, know. The, I, just, the I didn't mean. I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. Keep going. Steal your thunder. But but point. Steve has crystallized the situation eloquently as he usually does but the issue here is it doesn't matter how many games in hockey it doesn't matter how many games you win during the regular season that's they they say that the nhl season is the longest exhibition season in pro sports it doesn't mean anything it, it matters what you do 
in the playoffs, but they're they're putting on a great show, and we just have not really spoken a lot about them. It, it, the it, Bruins are serious good at a time when being serious good is mostly for show. We'll check back on them when the season. Starts. Exactly. The, the, the thing that <laughs> where it where it does matter is you know they're not just beating lousy teams. They're, they're, beating, beating, everybody. they're beating everybody. Everybody. The, be- the best teams in hockey have no chance against the Bruins. They, so far, backs, they've had, they've had no shot. Yeah. It's like, again... Uh, you know, uh, I think of all the um, of all the uh, the four major Boston teams. I think I think I'm I probably like the Bruins the most, and I have an emotional tie to them. And again, you just you know every day I you know I look when you know when are they playing uh, next? Who are they playing next? And then you're just like ah, oh, that's going to be a tough one. And it's it turns out that it's not. They're, yeah, they're beating everybody. We, you know, they've got a new coach who I guess they're. He's letting them play, um, you know, much more than Bruce Cassidy did last year. So listen, you bet them till they lose, man. That's yep. the adage, and, and they're yeah. not. There's not a loss in sight. So yesterday, the Patriots had one job, and that was to beat the Buffalo That's Bills. All they have to do. You know what? You, you people say not you know, an easy task. Not an easy task. You're in. You're in Buffalo. Buffalo. They're coming off a the whole thing with you know, an DeMar, emotional Hamlin. week. An emotional week. It's either going to galvanize the team, or it's going to be a major distraction for them. As it turns out, it totally galvanized them. They just got flat out outplayed, and some majorly they got punched enorm- in the mouth. Like sixteen seconds into the game, you d- you don't let. You don't let the opposing team run the opening kickoff back and expect to win that game. You, and and you, you don't just, do it twice. And you don't do it twice. They did it twice. But they, you know that that the, those two plays are kind of a microcosm of of the Patriots season. And I you know I knew we were going to talk about this this morning. It's like I mean I'm not really sure how I feel um, about these guys. Uh, you know I'm not really sure what what the the big problem is. Um, they've got the best one of the best kickers in the league. Their defense has just has played awesome all year, but you know, and Mac Jones has been a has been a big disappointment. But on the other hand, you know, is it the is the play calling has not you know benefited him? They they've I mean, what do they need to I change? Don't, I don't see my problem hasn't really been Mac Jones. My my problem has been that offensive line is terrible. The play calling is suspect. You're not going to have Mac Jones play. At the level of a Tom Brady, you're not, or even you know, you know anybody for that matter, you know, under those kind of those kind of circumstances, it's just not going to happen. You need to surround him with great players, and it starts on the offensive line. So you hope when the draft comes around that that's what they're looking at, yep. among the things that they need to be looking or at, or go the free, you know, go the free agent route. Yeah, uh, but it's like every the not the not the Buffalo game, the but the previous game, they you know, they had like third and two, third and five where they needed to convert on third down and they put the ball in Mac Jones's hand and he just, you know, just threw up you know, he threw up a dying quail and it what it, it wasn't even close. You know, it's like third third down percentage is what help. It's what help you win win games. It keeps drives going. They're terrible on third down. They just can't. They can't put four, five, six, seven, eight play drives together. Yeah. They just they were they've been unable to do that. <clears throat> the, and just you know, then go to the bathroom all over themselves. The defense was overmatched, but managed to keep it close. They just managed to keep it. Thank close. Thank you, Steve. You're absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. So um, the the playoffs. Um, I'm really high on the Jaguars. I'm lo- I'm loving Trevor Lawrence. I, I just love love Trevor Lawrence. 
Uh, we got to see what the New York football giants are going to do. Uh, San Francisco looks like a great team. San Francisco's won 10 games They've in a row. 10 games in a row. With the last guy selected. With, uh, with, Mr. with Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Brock Purdy. Um, but uh, but one team that's not playing in the playoffs are the Green Bay Packers. Right, I would like to talk about the Boston Red Sox here for just now, a second. Now, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers just <sighs> for a moment. Buddy, you're on national TV mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Yep. You're playing at home. That is correct. Against the Detroit Lions. Yes. You have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right? Yep. And what happens? Well, I think it's uh, quite obvious that uh, they choked all over themselves. You didn't watch that game last night because you can't because you got to be up too late. But you know what you did? You went to bed and you're like, okay, I can't wait to talk to Scotty tomorrow mm-hmm. morning about mm-hmm. the playoffs because my team's going to be there. And what happened? And what happened is they blew it. They blew they it. Totally, they totally, blew it. They blew it. And you know what? Uh, my feeling has always been. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you don't love a team because they're good. No. You love a team because they're yours. Sure. And if this means it's the final game of Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay, well, that's, which could very, very well happen, then the Packers have got no one to blame but themselves. Where's he going to be next year? I don't know. You tell me. You, you're, I, you're the guy. I, you know what? It's, it's, it's too soon to tell. He ain't coming to New England. No, he's not. He's Probably not, not. He's not coming here. But, um, where's Tom Brady going to go? It's a good question. It's a good question. I think Tom Brady's going into retirement. That's what I think. I think it's it's time. But it, it, but if he was going to retire, he his his marriage would have would mm-hmm. have stayed together. They would have figured out. He would have just said to Giselle, "Look, um, this is this is my last year. I'm finally going to you know do what I've said to you all along." He's not going to do that. He's coming back next year. I'll yeah. tell you where. I'll tell you where Tom Brady's going. To Billy B's trampoline house every other weekend when it's his turn to have the kids. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But the run of chicken tenders for my friends here. Very, okay, very true, very true. I, I, it, it, it's listen. It, it's a. It's going to be a weird off season. I, I hate to see a guy of that caliber of talent leave, but I. He can't completed. He broke. Him. He broke his own record for most completions in a regular season last night. He's there's no rust on on Tom Brady. He's he you know, listen, he's not who he was probably when he was 33, 35 years old. Oh, I know. But he's that dude is still a, a, an elite top flight NFL quarterback. He's not going anywhere. Um, I do want to talk about the Red Sox here uh, real quick. Okay. This, the uh, the Devers we contract. Haven't, we haven't spoken to each other in a while. Haven't had a chance to talk about uh, <sighs> the, the contract. Because it's an enormous deal. Yes, and it's it is. weird that, you know, like the day before, they're talking about a one-year uh, extension, and then by well, the end of the day, all of a sudden... It worked out. All of a sudden, it's an 11-year, $331 million contract. Mm-hmm. The question a lot of people are asking is, why Devers and not Bogarts I can tell and, you Mook, why. and Mookie Betts? Why is it, is it because it would have cost them <clears throat> that kind of money for all three? Of course. and is, or, or is it a matter of... The team just isn't interested in putting on 
a great show anymore. Well, They're really I, just a matter of you know, counting their their their, their nickels sure. and dimes. I mean, you know, listen, you had um, you had Ben and Ten. What did they remember? The Killer Bees, yep. uh, Bogarts, uh, uh, Ben and Tendi, um, uh, Mookie Betts. It's like I don't know whether you can pay all of them or not. The fact that they didn't sign Mookie Betts back when they could have was just. I mean, that's just. It was absolutely you know horrifying. Yeah. But if you're looking at the the difference between Devers and Bogarts in 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 my estimation, is that um, Bogarts is more, um, uh, or excuse me, Devers is more flexible than Bogarts is. Bogarts is an infielder. Devers can play third base. He can be mo- he can play first base when maybe hit some of his range goes away. He can go from fr- he's a pure hitter. He can go from playing first base to being the Red Sox designated hitter. There's more than one place for him to play. Where Bogarts is a is a is a great infielder. So should they have signed two of them? They have the money to do it. They're a big market club making a boatload of money. But if you're going to sign one of the two, the one that they signed Endeavors was the one that they should have chosen. It's just, you know, the the based upon their spending habits and they've, you know, they've they don't given, have spending habits. They that's they the gave, problem. They gave Trevor Story a big a, a big contract they did. that hasn't paid Not, dividends nope. yet. You know, they 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 got you know, they they've they've picked up a couple other guys. But the fact of the matter is it's you can't play a team sport with one superstar on no, the team. There's got to be a supporting staff. There's yeah. got to be you know, pitching. There's got to be you know, a, a bullpen. It's got to be all of all of that stuff. All of that stuff. And as I'm watching this team kind of feel its way out with all the talent that it's had in and out of there, homegrown talent that they brought up from the farm H- system all homegrown, the way through. Homegrown talent. You just look at at uh, at the ownership group and you're saying. Are you still serious? They are not about this team anymore. They're and not. I don't think they are. They are not. No, they're not. They're just. It, it's just like a place. It's like a place card holder, um, and they're you know just kind of biding their time. They're they're not serious about it. Yeah, I mean you know they they won their World Series championships after an eighty six year drought. They 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 got what they wanted yep. in and their listen, investment, and now I'm wondering if they're just looking to well, maybe sell it. You know what I mean? It's like, listen, not everybody wins the World the World Series every year. It's like, you know, I mean, I think we have to be kind of uh, realistic about that. Hey, I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times, even on this show. Fenway Park is a tourist attraction. It's not a Major League Baseball park. They're going to fill the 37,000 seats no matter what happens. Um, you get a couple of good players that keep bringing the people back. That's all they have to do. All right. That place is filled every weekend. It's not like you're in Detroit or Kansas City. <sighs> they they sell the tickets no matter what. Bye. Bye, Bye sports guy. Bye. Gotta go. <laughs> Bye, unending conversation. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Scott Cohen brought you by New England Orthopedic Surgeons. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. It's uh, 724 on Rock 102. GG. It's 727 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, weather, it is going to be sunny eventually today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Marty Caproni is going to be joining us this week. That'll be kind of fun. On Friday. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, probably not going to have Zolak. I mean, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, really? Well, do we, uh, we got to pay for that. <laughs> All right. So, then maybe we are talking to yeah, him. Yeah, maybe I don't we know. are. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll figure that we'll out. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that uh, that that uh, so many Patriots fans are 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 disappointed, but I said in my view from the couch, and it's it's absolutely true. 
Uh, you guys don't even know what disappointment is all about. Today's Patriots fans are used to winning. They've won consistently since, you know, 2000. But, you know, when I was a kid, just a young lad, you know, living South Shore, just minutes away from Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Foxborough used to be a sad, depressing town loaded with plazas and car dealerships on Route 1. That was all there was. And then when you got closer to the stadium, uh, it was nothing but a shell of sadness and tears where bad football was played week after week after week and season after season. Mm -hmm. You miss the playoffs once. It's not really the worst thing in the world. You missed the playoffs 12 years in a row. That's nearly the worst thing in the world. Well, Apart from like natural disasters or act of God. I don't think anybody's uh, really emphasizing the fact that, oh, my God, this is like the worst thing to happen ever. Oh, no, no, no. You should go in the social medias and follow along some of these people that are like uh, uh, besides themselves with, with torment. Well, I mean, you know, for the amount of money that team spends on people, you think they would come up with a little bit better uh, – you know, results at the end of the season. But mm. I can see that being an argument, but eh, whatever. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a game. That's <sighs> all it is. It's just a game. Are you going to need protection walking to your car after I the show know. today? I, you know, with these people who are like, we won. I'm like, what did you win? I didn't win anything. I don't have a ring. I don't have uh, a lot. I, matter of fact, I spent money watching that team lose. Like the entire season, like you know, you didn't win any. Even if you, when you do have a championship, you didn't win anything. What did you win in two thousand four when the Boston Red Sox won the World Series? What did you win? What did I win? Yeah, oh, I think it's a very easy answer to to, to give you. It, you you won by eliminating an eighty six year curse. Uh, that that you know that uh, you won something known as satisfaction. You won a moment of glee. You won a moment of, of, uh, of, of a championship feeling. Did I participate in them, in them winning? Well, I mean, I went to a couple of games, but other than that, no, I wasn't. Yeah, but, I wasn't required to take swings or fungos. Okay, but that one time, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Of course, there was other championships after that. I'm just saying, like, it's not. It didn't have any effect on your life, and 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 that was only one team. One particular team oh, that I, won that championship. Listen, if if you had suffered through all the disastrous years that Patriots fans, had, I mean Red Sox fans, have been suffering mm-hmm. for decades and for generations, having it all reversed was the biggest gift a man could have. Was it really reversed though? Reversed. Was it? Listen, I think if you've been through what Red Sox fans had been through with all those major. Uh, embarrassments played out on national television. Yeah, I know. Against, I, was, I was, I was watching. I was through with ritualistically them. against teams like, say, mm, oh, I don't know, the New York Yankees or Cincinnati Reds or you know the Pirates. Uh, the the pi- I mean, any number of teams that we should have won. Uh, let me tell you, a Red Sox fan can take exception to any team. It doesn't have to. It's just that the Yankees are the biggest one that they have the uh, exception. With. Well, they've caused us the most pain. Right, but they hate every other team. Well, no, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, especially the Yankees, and for a good reason. I don't know. But I when s- that all got reversed in 2004, I felt like my li- that if my life had ended at that very moment, I would have, I would have been satisfied. Yeah, but you didn't win anything. What have you won? 
again, it's all emotional type of winning. Yeah, it's, uh, it has no bearing on your life whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven thirty-one. News is next. A Rock One O Two. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. <laughs> It's 7.35 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Longmeadow firefighters were dispatched to Dunn Road for a reported building fire on Saturday night. Uh, on arrival, crews found an attached uh, garage fully engulfed and vehicles on fire. They also encountered a propane tank on fire, which exploded shortly after they arrived. The home suffered extensive heat and water damage. The family dog, Bruin, was briefly missing after the fire, but was located on Sunday. All the residents of the home escaped safely. One firefighter and resident was evaluated at the scene for heat exhaustion. The cause of the fire was determined to be accidental. But nobody has questioned Bruin in this whole thing. Well, I don't know if the, uh, the, the dog is really going to spill the beans on whether or not he was the culprit. I'm going to guess probably not. Well, uh, you know, it doesn't take much for a dog to jump up on the stove and turn the gas on. <clears throat> I suppose. I just don't. Uh, I just don't see a dog as a firebug. Or maybe he had uh, he had flammable materials. He was uh, using a metal grinder with in the garage. You know, maybe he's making himself his own collar or leash. Mm, yeah. And he's doing the metal grinder, trying to get that thing all nice and polished up and everything like that. Yeah. And then the sparks fly, hit the sawdust on the ground that he was building his doghouse with. And uh, and then the doghouse goes, or the, the, the sawdust goes on fire and then lights the whole garage on fire. Bad, And then bad all of a sudden, dog. Bruin's like, I don't know what to do. I can't call 911. I don't have the thumbs to do that. Mm-hmm. I can use a metal grinder. I just can't use the, I just can't dial a phone. Dial a phone. Yeah. And, uh, and then he leaves. He's like, I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here before anybody catches me. Well, also, he can't uh, dial the phone because... Uh, <clears throat> The uh, the phone doesn't recognize its uh, its face identification. Right, right. Yeah. Face ID. Right, yeah, the, face ID. the face ID. Face yeah. ID. You can't make a call on this. You can only call emergency services, which he could could not do because he couldn't dial nine one one. Right, because he probably couldn't remember the uh, the number because you know dogs are not particularly great at math. A Masonic Lodge in Ellington that was vandalized last month is the subject of a recently opened arson investigation. Where was Bruin during this whole thing? You're telling me you're suggesting that uh, that Bruin is some sort of pyromaniac, this poor little dog? Well, you remember that kid up in Northampton that was lighting fires all over the city? They finally caught him. You think the dog doesn't isn't a suspect? I don't know. Does the-, does the dog have any particular anger towards the Masonic Lodge? Well, he doesn't like their values. He doesn't like the way they... They present themselves. Listen, I, I, yeah, I know they veil themselves as members of the community and do nice things. Sure, but there's something shady going on out there. Oh, come that. on now, let's let's let that's not shady. It's just right. it's a brotherhood. Anyway, a fire broke out of the Fayette Lodge shortly after 9:40 a.m. on Saturday. The fire was quickly extinguished by the Ellington Fire Department. State police said the cause of the fire was arson and are looking to identify an individual spotted on surveillance images. Okay, well I don't have any images of a dog around. Police described the individual as a male who wore a black knit hat and dark clothing. Well, I mean, the dog could kind of, you know. Right, depending on the size of the dog. Right. Yeah. Uh, The investigation came less than a month after the building was vandalized twice. 
It's bizarre. It's obviously someone that has issues or a grudge against our lodge for reasons we can't even fathom, said Rod Neff, worshipful master of the Fayette Lodge 69. Giggity. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, ha- do they have a list of uh, candidates that were not accepted into the lodge? You know, that would be the first place I would look. But are you rejected as a member? I mean, I know, like, for the Elks Lodge, you have to pass uh, one of them Corey check things. To make sure you're not a sex offender or anything like that. Yeah. But it, uh, there must be some kind of vetting process for the Masons. Uh, Mason requirements. This should, this should be good. The first vandalism incident uh, occurred on December 18th when a brick was thrown through a first floor window. The second, according to state police, happened on December 23rd when a rock was thrown through another first floor window. Police have not said whether the three incidents were connected. Neff said the uh, members have been keeping their spirits high. There was a reward of up to $2,500 for any information leading to the arrest of the suspect involved in the arson fire. There apparently is no minimum requirement to become a Freemason. Yeah, but you must have to be sponsored or vetted by somebody else, right? Isn't that how they do that with most clubs? According to their uh, Illuminati-style website, the absolute minimum requirement of any body of Freemasons is that the candidate must be free and considered to be of good character. Well, that's it. I'm out. There's usually an age requirement, varying greatly between Grand Lodges and in some jurisdictions, capable of being overridden by a dispensation from the Grand Lodge. The underlying assumption is the candidate should be a mature adult. Again, I'm out. You're out? Out. A mature adult? You've known me for a long enough period of time. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't see you being a mason. I you know I it's one of those things I wouldn't want to be a part of an organization that would have someone like me as a member. Kind of like that broadcasters Hall of Fame thing. It's like, was there nobody else available? I mean, I know a lot of these clubs do a lot of good things for charity, but isn't it just a veiled place for people to just go and escape their wives and have drinks for cheap? Isn't every brotherhood organization, fraternal organization that way? I went to some club out in uh, in Ware last month for a birthday party. It was like yeah. a private club. It was like there must there may be like 40 members of the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, you know what? You could start any, we should start a club. Yeah. Let's find a vacant building somewhere and uh, rent it out and uh, start uh, like a charitable club. You know, not for nothing. Yeah. But- Depending on the club, on the certain fraternal organization, yeah, you notice a surprising lack of women at this at, at those places. I mean, like on a day to day. I mean, if they're having an event like uh, like a party or something, you'll see you'll see women there. But on the regular day to day, up and up, not too much. Not too much. Not so much. Well, hey, uh... not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's. A, I find it curious. What's so curious about it? Well, is it is it excluding anybody, or is it just not a place where women would want to go? I think it's a place women would not want to go. I think that's really what it comes down to. Oh, you know what? I meant to tell you this because uh, this was uh, this was shared with me uh, over the weekend. Uh, you know, I love when when remember we did that uh, Penn Island thing and oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready for this one? Okay. I hate happiness, but leave out the H's. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> yes. There you go. Now, I what it. does it say? It's I'm not going to say uh, in public. Yeah. See, I added uh, though. If you say it in a Jamaican voice, yeah, it huh? sounds even funnier. Hey, man, I hate happiness. <laughs> I hate happiness. I ate it. I ate it so much. I ate happiness. <laughs> Don't we all? I do. Yeah. No. Don't you hate happiness as well? Sometimes I do. I ate happiness. <laughs> I ate happiness. It's so bad. I ate happiness. <sighs> See, now you, yeah, people listening can take that to work with them and go tell all their friends while they're working today. Hey, say hate happiness without the H and use it in a yeah. Jamaican voice. Hey, is that keto friendly? Huh? Is it keto friendly? <laughs> I just want to know. I'm what? asking for a friend. Uh, how could you be the keto friendly with the eight happiness? <laughs> You have to look at yourself as a man and you say, do you hate that penis? <laughs> I hate the penis. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 29 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel and I hate the penis too. <laughs> Rock 102. I am. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 750 and T-Rex with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It is 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, check out the uh, the daily podcast on uh, rock102.com. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. That way, if you ever miss any part of the, day of the, of the show, you can always go back and listen to it when it's convenient for you. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is uh, Blue McCauley. He is an award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, and educator. In fact, he's uh, put together a master's-level course in songwriting at the Berklee School of Music in Boston. It's actually a really interesting interview, and you can find all of that on rock102.com. Are you ready? I am ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. So sometimes I have a hard time finding something to watch that's going to keep me uh, captivated. Yeah, for an audience. So last night I uh, I'm looking around on uh, on Amazon, and I find Tubi. You ever see Tubi? Tubi's um, like this free, channel, right? It's like a free TV app. Yeah. So they have all these like old episodes of uh, different TV shows, and uh, not excluding this one. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. Now, the one I was watching, uh, it turns out it was sponsored by the United States Treasury Department. Really? That particular episode. I didn't realize they used to do this quite often. And they figured like the, the best way to connect to people is to have to a have, commercial with Mr. Ed. To have, well, it's not just a commercial. This was a whole episode dedicated to buying U.S. savings bonds. No kidding. Yeah, you want to uh, you want to hear this? Uh, the, yeah, let's, this, let's, well, let let's me hear. turn this down. Okay. first of all, and then uh, turn this one up. Okay, and uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is now this is Wilbur, uh, who was practicing his speech for some sort of like financial thing, and uh, he was running it by uh, Mister Red. Smart. Okay. All right. savings plan offers the worker an opportunity to accumulate savings bonds on a regular basis. Savings are done for him by his company each payday. How's it sound so far, Ed? 
Pretty bad. Think you could do any better? If I couldn't, I'd give up talking. What don't you like about the speech act? You don't sound sincere. I don't? Uh, how many bonds do you own, Wilbur? You mean um, savings bonds? <laughs> it goes, it's like, the, and it goes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't own any at the present time, Ed. You see, uh, when I went. Yeah, he he. Go, it goes into this whole like long-winded explanation. Like uh, all of a sudden, he's Gary Thomas from the Wealth Technology <laughs> Group, and you're sitting down. You know, Wilbur, it's, it's not, not what, what you save, it's what you keep. keep. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> but it was just like I I I was I was just. Kind of, uh, it kind of piqued my interest to yeah. know that that these TV shows were bought out by the government in order to get a message across well, by I, U.S. savings bonds. I'd, I'd hate to think that this show could be bought and sold like a cheap commodity. It will never be bought and sold like a cheap commodity. By the way, your uh, Rocky's Ace Hardware uh, Storm <laughs> Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm. Clip number two. Yes. Ready? The yes. excitement level couldn't have been higher in Buffalo for yesterday's celebration game in honor of DeMar Hamlin. Their last play in Cincinnati, DeMar was seriously injured, but their first play back was what makes sports so great. Here's the call from the Buffalo Bills radio. Network. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. What a tribute to DeMar. This kickoff return unit set the tone for what <laughs> today is going to be, and that's a celebration of number three, DeMar Hamlin. And then they did it again. And then the, the same guy quarter. did it again, yes. How about that? Huh? All right, uh, enough doing it for DeMar. We got you know, your point. It, it's kind of an interesting argument because, uh, you know, like 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 we were talking with Scott earlier. Yeah. That you know they're they're going in. You're going to Buffalo. You're going a- after they're coming off of this whole thing. Had they had been forced to play the game and finish the game, would it have been a different outcome yesterday? Hard to tell. Very hard to tell. You know what I mean? No, I know. You know, because you got a team that basically had a week off of rest. But so did the Patriots. Well, well, no, the Patriots didn't because they did. Right, they but, did play last you Sunday. Have, you have you now have you have this other thing that you are worried about, and yep. then you know when when they say let's get the the camaraderie together with the team, let's get this and do this for Demar. They go out there. The, the feeling is different. Had, had this not happened to DeMar Hamlin, this might have been a completely know, different outcome. Maybe. I mean, it's impossible to say. It's hard to go, you know, hard to go back and and uh, you know, woulda coulda, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. Not real likely because Buffalo is the is just a better team. And uh clip number 3. Ready? Right. Yes. A drunk man throws a beer on a 5-month-old baby. A uh, Florida man is being accused of throwing a beer on a five-month-old during a drunken rampage. Here's the mother of the child talking about the altercation. As he stormed out, he proceeded to throw an entire beer on my five-month-old baby who was in her stroller doing absolutely nothing wrong. My initial reaction was my fist clenched, and I was like, I'm going to go after this son of a And then I immediately was like, you know what? If he's crazy enough to turn around and do that, when I saw my baby scared like I've never seen before, soaking wet in beer, I knew I had to just pick her up and grab her. 
You know, you don't mind that so much when you're like 21 or 22. No. You wake up soaking, soaked in beer. It's kind of like a rite of passage. But it's when you're an, five months old, yeah, it's you're, a little you're early. way too early for that. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, police are still looking for the man. They haven't even caught this guy yet. Do we know what kind of beer we're talking about? It's Florida. I'm guessing either uh, a Milwaukee's Best Ice or a Four Loco. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you... You you pay top dollar for like a really good beer. Yeah. I'm not throwing it at anybody. I'm finishing it. Absolutely not. And that is now here. This it is 7:57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 8:09 and Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's gonna be uh, I don't know. Now it's going back to maybe snow showers today. They're changing it. Yeah, just yeah, snow showers maybe today with a high of 41. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 39. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, here I am saying all morning long it's going to be clearing and, uh, you know, a little cloudy, but that's about it. Yeah, you know, I didn't really listen to Dan Brown, (laughs) even though I put it together. Uh, He said something about snow showers in there, but then it's going to, it's all going to be clear. Yeah. All right. Well, then, then I don't feel bad because, you know, when I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, the weather, a little bit of snow, like around uh, nine. Yeah. But then that's it. And even and even then, yeah, not so much. Went to uh, the movies on Saturday. What'd you see? Puss in Boots. Puss the final, in Boots. The final wish or something like that. I don't know. One last wish. Or I don't know. Kids something. wanted to go or you wanted to go? The kid, well, I wanted to go. That's what I thought. I like Antonio Banderas. It's not really mm. a Banderas film. It's just an animated thing of Puss in Boots. Well, isn't, isn't Puss uh, Antonio Banderas? It is, but it's not like you're seeing Antonio Banderas act. He's just... You have to say it like Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. A poos yeah. in boots. Uh, it was it was okay. It, you know, I'm getting to that point now where I, I'm getting disinterested in the kids' films. Uh-huh. Because when my kids were younger, it was funny to watch them and, and, and cool to watch them enjoy a film and get all excited about a certain scene or, or jump up and down to a... They don't really do that anymore. They just want to see the movie. Right. And, uh, you know, because they're, they're still at that age where they can tolerate a children's film, but they're not going to, you know, act out and jump around like they used to when they were kids. Uh, to me, it's like, yeah, right, I could... These are some of these cheap jokes. I think the last time I saw my kids jump around uh, because they were entertained was when they were in a uh, family guy phase. Yeah, right. right, That was was it. And and, taste change over the years. Yeah. And as I'm watching it with them, I'm going, should I be sitting here watching this show with my kids who are laughing because they now understand all the references in that show? Well, I do that now. And my kids are only 12. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it just goes along with the taste of whatever you're watching. I mean, like I said, you, as they get older, you're, they're going to have, there's going to be more adult jokes. Listen, I would be more than happy to sit down with my kids watching old episodes of Blue's Clues. I could watch that all day. You ever, uh, like, <clears throat> when you were a kid, watch a movie with your parents and then, like, some weird maybe sex scene comes up or mm-hmm. some, some uncomfortable, like, you knew it was beyond your years? Yes. But yet you you all sit in silence and you don't look at each other during the movie. <laughs> that happened to me uh, with my parents. We watched Pulp Fiction together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And that's a good family was, film. I mean, it was it was pretty violent. Up, you know, I mean, it was a pretty violent film. I don't yeah. think my dad had a problem with the violence part, but when we got to the part where they're hiding the gimp in the cage, <laughs> that's where things kind of took yeah. a weird turn around the house. That is a weird part, and it's yeah. also hard to sit there and all of a sudden your dad says he had the watch where. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it was the whole the whole movie was a very uncomfortable experience. I had to watch it again without them in order to <laughs> feel cool from to tell my friends that I saw that over the weekend. Uh, but uh, we, we, you know, we took a uh, yesterday. We took a ride up to the. Now going back, uh, we, we went up to Cummington, Mass. Yesterday, okay, it's about thirty minutes from my house, and uh, the reason why I got up there is because I had to, I had gotten a vaccine. Back in 2020, I think. When would they start coming out with the vaccines? Uh, yeah, like the end of yeah, 20, end of 2020. So 20, yeah. it was 2021, and um, I got a I got a 25 dollar gift card to the the co op creamery, right? Okay, which used to be called the Cummington Creamery, but now it's the co op. It's a co op. It's owned by a bunch of people. That go there. Okay. You know, you can become a member and you can buy into it and you buy into the co-op. You don't get any money back from it. It's just supporting local wow. farms. And, and they, they, they spared no expense rewarding you for that uh, for that uh, vaccine. No, no, no. $20, $25. You can't beat that. Now it's up to 75 for, like, gift cards. I got to go figure that one out. <laughs> okay, so. I'm, I'm doing vaccine bingo of where I can pick up different prizes. Yeah, yeah, like you can get a seventy-five dollar gift card. Well, it'd be Jesus. great if it would great if it were like All a right. vaccine were like a Yankee swap. But uh, it was it was it was a cool little place. It was right off of Route Nine in Cummington, mm-hmm. and it used to be called the Cummington Creamery. And then the, a bunch of people must have bought this thing and made it a co-op, right? Okay, uh, probably because they're like, we don't want somebody on the radio making jokes about the Cummington Creamery. So it's instead now it's the old Creamery Co-op. Old Creamery Co-op. Okay, I'm looking yeah. at the website now, and uh, it's like uh, it's like a bunch of hipsters working in there. Okay, and they you know when they take your order, uh, they they comment, they do the color commentary on when you order it. So yeah. I I ordered a it was like a roast beef sandwich with caramelized onions on it. It was yeah. some kind of like special that they had, and it, you know anytime whatever you mentioned to the kid, he'd go, "Oh, excellent choice, delicious." You know, something like that. Okay. He'd, he'd make a comment of what you were ordering, and it was absolutely delicious. And you know how else I know he was a hipster? He I, said, no prob. No prob? When somebody says no prob to you, they're way younger than you are. No prob. No prob. You've made a delish choice. You made, Yeah, your choice is delish. Yeah, I you know I, I'm the kind of guy that still likes to say the full word. Problem. Like no delish. Delicious. Delicious should be delicious, no problem. but uh, I like going into places like that because they have like locally made products. And there was a, I don't the farm I think it was from like the Hudson Valley. When you say local, I mean you're probably talking regional, but right? It's, but it's like farmer stuff. The chocolate milk is amazing in a glass bottle. There's something about chocolate milk in a glass bottle that's made properly. You know, I'm not talking like your your crap. Uh, you know. Two percent milk, your yeah. low fat chocolate milk. You're, you're talking about that. the high fat whole milk. High fat whole milk made directly at the farm. You know, after they they milk the cow, they process it, they put it in a jar, and they put chocolate sauce in it, and it becomes chocolate milk. I think it's absolutely delicious when it comes out that way. 
You ever had raw milk? No, but that's something I want to try. So years ago, I had raw milk. Now I, now, I know there are some people all wigged out about the idea of having milk that has been unpasteurized. And I suppose it's possible that some sort of uh, microbiome could enter my body and cause my colon to go spastic for days. Yeah. But I have to tell you, yeah, the flavor of raw milk. That's what I've is heard. It's unbelievable. And I'm a kid. Here's the thing. I was a, uh, a kid uh, who drank skim milk virtually his entire life. Look, and still- look, look what good it did you. It did me no good. Yeah. All the flavor and nutrients are taken out of skim milk. And this is what you're left with. Basically a whitewash. And uh, after years of not of drinking only skim milk, when I had my first glass of whole milk, I was like, oh, my God, this is so much better. And then I once had uh, raw milk at somebody's house. And they yeah. got it that day. And I was like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had in my life. Really? I almost didn't care if it was going to cause my colon to explode. See, these are all the things you can make, like whipped cream and butter and oh. all that stuff, but but you're making it with, like, what is it, a more concentrated fat? It's a, that- I, I, think it's a, I think it's a higher fat, but it's also more, it's also more nutritious. But there are risks involved, and not every state allows it. Like, I think you can get it in Connecticut. I'm not sure you can get it in Massachusetts. There was a Mennonite selling it uh, around the corner from my house, and now he's not selling it anymore. I, because we had talked about this briefly off the air probably about a year ago. Yeah. And I said, you know what? There's a guy uh, near my house that sells that stuff, and I'd seen it in the jars when I was buying the eggs. And it, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. So i got to find a place that uh, has raw milk. Email steve at rock102.com. Tell me where you can get some raw milk around here. Apparently, there are some places in Massachusetts that have that will sell raw milk. Okay. But I think even they have to have like certain uh like certain specs that they have to that they have to operate by. I want to I want I want the experience of going to the dairy farm and getting the milk direct like mm-hmm. I want to push it out of the the udder. I want to put my mouth up to the udder and drink it right from the cow. You really want to do that? Yeah. Will you be taking video of that happening? If, if that's what uh, it takes me to get no, my I, raw I, milk, I, I can I, get my raw milk. I think there definitely needs to be video of you drinking right from the udder. You think the cow would allow that kind of behavior? I don't think the cow cares. Are you sure? Yeah, if a cow needs to be milked, they just want to be milked. You don't think a cow uh, questions what kind of person this is, the coming up? Okay, fine. Yeah, you got the farmer, you got the farmer's wife. They go and they, they do that thing. Yeah. And then- I come in, do what I just suggested I was going to do, and you don't think the cow goes, what is wrong with this guy? I Have you ever milked a cow? No, only at a at a state fair where you get to do it with the rubber thing. Yeah, no, I've I've tried to milk a cow. Yeah. Um, Rehoboth is a pretty uh, rural area, mm-hmm. and there's lots of uh, farmland, and, and uh, I got to try to milk a cow once, and uh, I couldn't get it done. I tried. I tried to be nice to the cow. You couldn't. Uh... The cow was playing hard to get. I'm squeezing the udders, you know, nice and gently, and then uh, a, a girl on my and like this was like a, like a, it was like a. I want to think it was like a like a like a field trip in school. And then there was a girl in my class. She sat down. She had done it before. Grabs a stool, sits right down there with the bucket and the others, and she's squeezing, squeezing away yeah. with 
and she's you know she's kind of like rough yeah with it and uh you gotta be rough who man that changed my life it really did to learn how to just watching cow. her be so rough with those udders uh, really I bet it something did. else yeah I really bet. was but uh yeah i couldn't uh, i couldn't do it well, I'm sure if I if I was doing it all the time, I'd uh, I'd get used yeah, to doing. Yeah, it's probably one of those things you have to get like a feel for. Yeah, I want to be like I want to be gentle. I don't want to hurt yeah. the cow, but the, that's not how you do it. I you got to you got to really, you know, yank those things down. Some of these farmers are just born knowing how to do that. Well, I mean, they learn it. They've been doing it their whole lives. You know, they're yanking, squeezing, pulling. They walk right out of the womb and they start milking a cow. That's it. You want raw milk, man? Unbelievable. Yeah, I want to try that. You know who else has good milk, surprisingly? BJ's. Actually, yeah, no, they you're right about that. There's Wellesley Farms that they yeah, have. Yeah. The uh the 2% milk actually tastes like whole milk. Even if you get even if you get milk from a farm like from a dairy farm, like mm-hmm. a local dairy farm, it just tastes different yeah. and I think it tastes substantially better. McCray's up in South Hadley has like fresh milk. Yeah, you can buy. But yeah. they sell that, I believe, in the Big Y's. I think you can buy that in Big Y. Uh, I I know there is a local one that you can buy in glass bottles, and I've yeah. had it. It's really good. Yeah, but I like that stuff. I like that local, farmy type of stuff. I'm glad. Like, I'm glad. Like, gla- like handmade butter or I'm, bacon, so I'm, good. I'm really glad we just spent 22 minutes talking about milk and cows. Yeah, I'm sure all of our uh, lactose intolerance audience members are you know, real pissed off should, at us now. We should go back to that hate happiness thing. <laughs> that was a lot funnier. It's 822 Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Classic Rock, it's 828 and John Mellencamp at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 41. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, didn't see. win the Powerball. No, I didn't win the Powerball. And, uh, or the Mega Millions or either one of them I didn't win. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't win. And it, it's going to go up. They're saying $1.1 billion is what the uh, the jackpot is now and if you won if you took the the cash value of that is going to be uh let's see what do they say um the cash value uh the cash value is 568.7 million dollars and you have a one in 302.6 million chance of winning yeah being the only guy still a chance you know, I uh, on Friday when uh, when they were doing the the drawing, I I, I actually didn't buy tickets until late, mm-hmm. and my wife said, "Did you buy uh, Mega Millions tickets?" I'm like, "Nah, we're not gonna win." But then I wound up going out and getting them anyway. Like moments before they closed moments, the betting thing. Yeah, moments before. I think they stopped selling them around nine o'clock or so. Yeah, so I, I drove out to a convenience store, same one that you used to work at. Oh, the many one years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove out there and. Uh, Grabbed my quick picks, woke up the next morning, didn't win jack squat. You didn't even win like two bucks. No, no, I get, I, you know, I'm. This is the problem with me and the lottery. Yeah. If my wife buys the ticket, she wins. Like if she buys a scratchy, she wins. She'll scratch, she'll win, no problem. But if I buy it, it's a loser. So why don't you send her out to go get the tickets? Well, this was going to be my argument, which I really yeah. didn't think about making until I was actually already there and pulling into the parking lot. It's like, you know, why am I doing this? I know I'm not going to win. Yeah. Because it's I never win. Let her be the one to get the ticket and let her be the one to win and let her be the one to go, 
Why am I wasting my life with this man? I just won a billion dollars. Well, that conversation's going to be inevitable, <laughs> whether she wins or not. But uh, but nevertheless, it's like eh, you know, maybe the lottery is best in the hands of lucky people. Yeah, you know, I'm not one of those lucky people that wins at gambling in a casino yeah. or at the lottery. Uh, it, it just it is just it never happens. I would really love to hear the story of Mavis Wanzik. Like I would really like to talk to her at some point, just to just to get that the you know, into the experience of what that whole thing was like. Yeah, I'll, to, to I'll realize we, that your your life has changed like, in an instant. Like, like yeah, well, like I, I because you agree. What is what is that yeah. first hour like? Yeah, because you decided that you were going to stop and buy one of these tickets for this thing. And all the other people all over the world who all or all over America anyway yeah. that at least think about that when they they, get, they don't even think about it they just say oh well it's up to a billion bucks I better about buy a ticket do you really think that most people think that they're going to be the ones that win no probably not most no but, people they, all, are but like, they all fantasize about it well you fantasize about it that's fine but in you know the reality portion of that is you understand that you know yeah it's probably not going to be me. If, but there's always that chance. But do you, th- like, when it actually happens to you, like, that's the cool part. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they tell you not to just go and claim it right away. Right. You know, get all your ducks in a row. You know, get a get an attorney, you know, get an accountant and uh, and get, you know, a financial advisor all, you know, all together and uh, and and make sure that you're not going to get jacked yeah. by any of them. And protect yourself because if you just go and say, "Yeah, I got the winning ticket," hey, you you may not be fully prepared for the ramifications of suddenly becoming an instant billionaire. You know, she's done a pretty good job of keeping herself, uh, you know, not in the public eye at all. Which, like to me, that that's just that's odd. That's well, but I don't know, like whether she was involved in social media before any of that, or you know whether she was. I, I don't think she was the kind of person that was necessarily, but but see, looking to draw attention to herself anyway. But I'm just saying, like you know, how do you prevent? I, it would be interesting to talk to somebody like that. Yeah, any but any jackpot winner who won like a massive amount of money. It would be really interesting to find out what was that whole experience like. Of you, hey, I went and got a quick pick. It's very late, by yeah. the way. Oh, I know. And how yeah. does it feel? How did it feel when you lost all that money because of your irresponsible uh, financial uh, you know, habits? Remember that guy down in? It was he won that. It was a like big, in Texas or something. It, it was no. It was down in like South Carolina, South or North Carolina back in two thousand three. He won like it was an ungodly amount of money, like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, and he blew it all within like a couple of years because he was. Taking fifty grand to a strip club—that's <laughs> right, well, that, how you blow the money. Would, that would not be a good investment. No, not at all. It's eight thirty-three. News is next to Rock one hundred two. Here, eight thirty-five with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems, from the well to the pump and into the house. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. I uh, haven't had time to aggregate all the emails i like that word aggregate it's a good word uh but it looks like i'm gonna be uh, enjoying some raw milk pretty soon really yeah someone's yeah, getting you raw milk several offers already on the table haven't really read all the details yet but uh we'll, we'll get we'll get involved in that now there's a, there are a lot of people that say there's some significant health risks to drinking that kind of stuff you yeah. ought to 
You are aware of that, right? Yeah, well, there's health risks to everything, Bax. I mean, uh, there's health risks in the sandwich I eat uh, from a fast food joint. There's health risks mm-hmm. in many different places. What do you, what's your point? Well, I mean, you know, you just it, it just some people think that uh, it can carry harmful germs. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, Campylobacter, uh, you know, Cryptosporidium, E. coli, Listeria, Brucella, Salmonella. But they're all survivable, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If survivable diseases, I can take. It's the deadly ones that you want to stay away from. If well, you told me tomorrow you're going to die if you eat that raw milk, well, I'm not going to try it at all. Well, do you have any but pre-existing uh, conditions? Uh, probably. All right. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. What? I mean, if I want to experiment, okay, now I know that that uh, gives me the uh, the cowberry two-step. <laughs> yes, it will. But it's nutrient-rich. And now when you boil it for the pasteurization, well, you kill a lot of the, that great bacteria which is in the milk. Who's this the Louis, good stuff. Who's this Louis Pasteur? I don't know. He's... <laughs> Remember the line. <laughs> Uh, the West Springfield Police Department was sent to the area of 46 Daggett Drive for a pedestrian who was struck by a vehicle on Sunday. At around 5.20 p.m., a 44-year-old man was hit by a car on Daggett Drive. According to the uh, West Springfield Police Sergeant Joe LaFrance, the man was conscious and alert and was sent to a local hospital for his injuries. Uh, the pedestrian was wearing all dark clothing and was not using a crosswalk when the accident occurred. Sergeant LaFrance says no charges or citations are uh, against the driver are expected. Uh, the Springfield Fire Department was sent to 10 Prospect Terrace for a house fire earlier this morning. According to the fire department, it has been put out and there are no reported injuries. Four people are now without a home due to that fire and are being assisted by the Red Cross. The arson and bomb squad determined that the cause of the fire was an electrical malfunction. There was one in uh, Connecticut that I was trying to see... <clears throat> but a, uh, oh yeah, the car runs over, here, this one, down in Norwalk. The Norwalk Fire Department responded to a house fire on Saturday night on Bart Bet Marla Road. The fire was originally reported as showing through the roof, but quickly spread above the garage into the first floor living room and kitchen. Firefighters were able to extinguish the fire in about 30 minutes, but ran into trouble when a car ran over and burst their supply line of water. What? So the car must have ran over the fire hose in the street. And that ripped open the hose. And uh, it ripped hose. open the hose, and then, of course, you lose all the water uh, <sighs> to the thing. How dumb can somebody be to go through an emergency area like that? Don't they usually have, I mean, in, in a situation like that, don't they normally block off the street? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not a. I'm not a first responder. I. I don't know what this. You know, you get get to a situation. You probably don't know what the hell you're you're getting to. And yeah. And who knows if you have enough time to to, you know, barricade off the thing. But if you're a driver and you see a fire hose in the middle of the street, that's not the time to drive over that. Uh, I. For me, if I see like a uh, emergency vehicles on both sides of the street and their hoses, I'm usually one to maybe turn around and get away from it. See, this is the thing. Like, it doesn't explain how this happened. It doesn't explain how the why a car did this. Yeah. Or you know, if it was. Yeah, it could be any number of things. It could be a firefighter uh, pointing somebody in the wrong direction, and the guy drives over the the fire hose. Yeah. Or it could be an idiot, which I'm guessing it's more likely an idiot uh, driving over driving over 
the hose without looking. Oh, boy. Well, listen, that's, uh, you got a ripped hose. You're not helping anybody with that fire. Here's one we uh, we missed over the holidays. Ready? Okay. A woman in South Carolina is accused of tacking her husband at the airport after reportedly finding improper pictures. According to police, 55-year-old Paula Barbour has been charged with one count of domestic violence for assaulting her husband while the two were at the Charleston International Airport. Uh, this is the week of Christmas. WCSC reports the Charleston County Aviation Authority responded to guest services for an active domestic situation just before 3 p.m., Officers said Barbara and her husband had flown to South Carolina for a vacation. However, she saw several indecent photos on her husband's phone leading to the argument. With the uh, What were the indecent pictures uh, of? I'm guessing he was getting, uh, you know, probably or sexting was, and probably getting... Uh, you or know, sending some, uh, some D-pics. Some D... Maybe he was sending or maybe, maybe he was getting. You never know. Uh, but according to the incident report, Barbour told authorities she wanted to get away from her husband and fly back home. Investigators said the woman's husband denied being assaulted, but surveillance videos showed Barbour kicking him, throwing his cell phone, and attempting to hit him in the face. He's like, you know what? Don't take her to jail. Because uh, you know what? She's going to be even more mad yeah. now. He was trying to save her from going to jail. All because he had... D pics on his phone. Yeah, like once your once your D pics are found out on your phone, that's that's the moment where you got to be sensitive to her needs. You know, you, you really shouldn't just sit out in public and watch and look at those like they're baseball cards. Here's another idea: How about not taking them at all? Yeah, but I mean, what, what if you're getting them from somebody? I, then you delete them. The uh, you the, don't open those attachments. The 55 year old was then arrested and booked into the Al Cannon de- Detention Center. I love seeing people fight. <laughs> I I love watching people in arguments, like couples. Ben, uh, there's a couple of Reddit uh, subreddits that I've been following. Yeah, of, uh, of people getting involved, like bar fights. Yeah, and uh, there's like you know just fights in the street, just getting involved with them. Well, it's or, like or, but like some of the best ones are like you'll see a guy who is picking on somebody. Uh huh. You know, like a bully. And he's much, much bigger and totally underestimating the speed, the power and skill of the person he is bullying. And all of a sudden, uh, the the kid that's getting bullied just balls up his fist and starts his, pounding the living snot out of the bully. Gets his butt kicked. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome to see. There are so many things on Reddit that... Uh... There, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some things that we could never really share because, I mean, there are some... I mean, this, there's... <laughs> There's, I don't believe they have a single uh, term of service on that thing, but uh, no. But you know, it, it's it's surprisingly organized where you don't have to go down that rabbit no, hole. No, yeah, right. You got to be specifically looking for it in order to find it. You know, you could you could be like a like a plant uh, like a garden uh, enthusiast, and, and have all of your categories specifically related only to gardening or yes. only to to the what you want to get involved with. But if you're into some creepy stuff, there's a oh, it's, whole it's, lot it's of stuff in there, there too. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's great fun. Dig down that rabbit hole just a little bit deeper. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly mostly cloudy. Maybe some chance of some snow showers, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 41. 
Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The Wall Street Journal is one of the most respected. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851, and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, the forecast could be uh, partly cloudy to mostly sunny or something like that for the high of 41 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we, we got to... We got uh, Marty uh, Caproni coming up this week. Coming up on Friday. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's pretty much it. That's it? That's well, all we got? Hey, we'll come up with something. All right, good. Don't you worry. That's it's good. only Monday. We, we, we haven't even... Uh, we just started the week. <laughs> I just, yeah, I know. We just started. And, then, you, know, this, you know, we just don't want people to have these high expectations. You know what I mean? Does anybody ever have high expectations listening to this broadcast? Yeah. I don't think they do. They really shouldn't. Uh, just a little follow-up on... I put that picture up on the Rock 102 morning page on Facebook. Yeah. It was the picture uh, from the Palmer, Massachusetts website, the town website, that when you click on residence, it shows a picture of a meme of as if these are residents of Palmer. And it's uh, if you look closely, it's Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is a young boy, so it looks like a... That doesn't really look like the typical family from Palmer, though. <laughs> no. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know why they're using this photo for their website, but we uh, we put it up, and um, our good buddy Chris Marion chimed in, the photographer, said uh, the town manager is Ryan McNutt, which could also be a Nagel alias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could show up in mass that could, life. That could uh, definitely. Uh, people are saying this is funny, uh, so that's why Kylo Ren, when his, Kylo Ren joined the dark side. He joined the dark side because Palmer rejected the casino. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. that was the reason. I yeah. I want to I want to know who the website designer is. Why they thought the did they do it to see how many people would notice? I you know I, I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised you noticed. How did I, you stumble across? It? I was on. I told you I I didn't find this on my own. I was on Reddit uh, in the Massachusetts subreddit yesterday, Ugh. and somebody had posted this, and I was like, "Oh, is that for real?" And I actually went to the actual website, <laughs> and I checked it out for myself, and uh, sure enough, there it is. And it's a it's it's a meme, part of the uh, Palmer website thing. Listen, Palmer needs to do whatever they can to sell itself, and if you can sell yourself by pretending that. Big time Hollywood celebrities have either been in your town or have driven through or yeah. stopped at a gas station. Yeah. You embrace it and you say, "This is, you know, you, you know Harrison Ford yeah, once slept here." I don't think they're using this as these celebrities have come through town. They're using this as these are the people that live in this town. <laughs> <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher never lived together. And they never lived in Palmer. So, uh, as I said earlier, uh, you don't think that Harrison Ford uh, would take Kylo Ren out of the train tracks and drink Natty Daddies and uh, try to train surf? And bowl a few frames at the di- at the Diamond Lanes? I don't know. Oh, the Diamond Lanes. <laughs> and that place brings me back. It sure does, doesn't Bring- it? Yeah. Yes. Brings me back to a place to remind me I would rather go somewhere else. <laughs> Stop. Ah, People love to bowl. I know they do. It's a 855 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? 